listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Today, I'm doing something a little bit different on the Save the Marriage podcast, and it's actually something that you can be involved in. Today, I'm actually going to be answering a question that was asked to me. Um, I, over time, have said, hey, if you've got an idea about a podcast, let me know. But I haven't said that for a while. So now I'm going to give it to you a little bit differently. Instead of asking you if you have a topic you want me to cover, I'd actually like to know if you have a specific question that you would like me to answer on a podcast. Now, a couple of things I do need to let you know. You want to make sure it's broad enough that your question would apply uh, to lots of people. In other words, don't give me all of your specific information that you might want to share with, say, a coach rather than have on a podcast for the world to hear. But maybe you have a general question. Maybe you have something bigger that you want to ask. Well, there's an easy way to ask that. Just send me an email. You can email me. It's a special email, and it only is about this podcast. You can send it to podcast at savethemarriage.com. That's podcast at savethemarriage.com. Just ask your question, and that's exactly where we get today's question, which is from Chad. Chad said, I've heard you talk about connection and how important it is for a marriage, but I've got to be honest, I'm not clear what that even is. My family isn't particularly demonstrative, and maybe that's it. But my wife and I just go through life doing what we have to. Well, we were, until she told me I didn't love her and she didn't love me, so let's call it quits. I don't want to. Maybe it's connection, but I don't even know what that is. Okay, so Chad, great question. Chad's question is, what is this connection thing? And I've talked about it so many times that it's as if it's, you know, kind of automatic, but let's start with kind of the basics of this. So when we as humans are around other people, we find common places of connection, just to kind of overuse that word, common places where we join together. And we have different ways we join together with different people. But let's say we're walking down the street and you're just right beside me and we know each other and I grab your hand and I can pull you and you can pull me, right? But we are holding hands. At that sense, you can say that we are connected, right? We have a physical connection. We are bound by that. Let's say that at another point we're sitting down, maybe we've gone to stop for coffee and we're chatting together and you're sharing about your your story and I'm sharing about my story. We're telling each other about our lives. There is more of an emotional connection that comes from that. Maybe we start talking about where we came from kind of the same backgrounds and maybe our families were very similar. And so we have a historical connection or, or maybe even beyond that, let's say we've been friends for 15 or 20 years. And so over those years, we've done lots of things together. So there we have a historical connection, something that bonds us together. Now, what if we also started talking about what's most important to us? Maybe I talk about what my big dreams are in life. Maybe you share some of that too. And maybe we talk about what scares us most about the future. Well, there's a deeper sense of connection there too. In those 
moments, we just did the three types of connection that are the the backbone of connection in in marriage. Now, I, I'm now I'm crossing metaphors because I usually talk about connection as the lifeblood. It's that too, but that's these are the support places, and those support places are physical connection, emotional connection, and spiritual connection. Now, here's the problem: we live in an incredibly disconnected world these days. If you've noticed looking around us, how many people are so disconnected with each other while we're with each other because we're connecting to a device, trying to find some way. And so what most people report is how disconnected they feel. Lost in this world of cyber connection, which really isn't real connection, our primitive brain part doesn't know what to do with that. We're much used to an older method of connection. So... When we talk about connection, it is in many ways communication. You're communicating something in your connection. So positive communication, positive connection, is based on loving feelings that are created through those three elements of physical, emotional, and spiritual connection. We can have a disconnection because we're not sharing those pieces And that's what generally happens with couples. They usually start a relationship with a lot of connection. In fact, you know, Chad shared in another part of his email about how they had been inseparable, physically inseparable early on in their relationship. When they started dating, you know, they were very quickly physically connected with each other and inseparable and always with each other. And so he said, I thought we had that. And part of what he mistook for connection was sex drive. And that's often the case because when I talk with couples about physical connection, they go, oh, yeah, I know what you mean, right? They think I'm just talking about intimacy in the bedroom and they forget the fact that we as mammals have this sensory process that's through all of our skin. <laughs> Anytime our skin is touched, it creates a chemical reaction. If it's a harsh touch, if it's an angry touch, we have a chemical reaction that sets off an alarm that we're ready to fight off the threat. But if it's a loving touch, it's a bonding place. It starts in our infancy when a parent holds a baby, the skin-to-skin contact triggers a bonding process biochemically. That doesn't stop with infants. It continues on in adulthood. And so when we are physically in connection with people, we create a bond. When we're in a loving physical connection, we create a positive bond with that person. So with couples, if we take it down to the very basic level of connecting as being physical, and the reason I say it's very basic is because it takes no thought. It takes no uh, other expression of deeper uh, meaning or purpose, or anything else, right? Just stripping it down, that's at its basic level. And this is a part that we share with all other mammals, that they share that physical bonding too. And so if I hold my wife's hand, that's physical connection. If I rub her shoulder, she rubs my shoulder, that's a physical connection. If I kiss her, hug her, touch her lovingly, or she does the same to me, that's a physical connection, Yes, sex is included in that, but that's not the only place it happens. Anytime we are physically in connection, in contact with the other person, that's physical connection. The more that happens, 
the more the bonding becomes deeply embedded. And what happens as we get busy in life? Well, many times couples stop touching or the only time they touch is in the bedroom. And because of that, they start feeling a distance because there is a difference between sexual touch and intimate touch. And we lose track of that. So Chad, the first level of connection is when we are doing that, uh, that place of physical connection. Physical connection is when we have loving touch with somebody. So many times we people come out of families that aren't hugging each other and demonstrative and we have cut that off. Sometimes it's because that touch has become contaminated. And sometimes people have a history, a violent history in the background where loving touch has been so distant that any touch feels threatening. So sometimes that's a difficult thing for people. But it's important for couples to be aware that one very basic, very primitive level of connection is physical touch. Again, any physical touch that's lovingly applied. So, you know, if you're sitting beside each other side by side, shoulder to shoulder or thigh to thigh, whatever, however that is on the couch watching a movie, you are sharing some physical connection. If you touch one another's legs while you're sitting there, you just reach over and, and grab a knee. That is a loving touch. That's a physical connection. You hold hands. That's a physical connection. Put an arm around one another. That's a physical connection. Sometimes we think because we've gone to the next level of physical connection that the lower levels, right, of touching and holding hands and things like that don't really matter. And we forget the power of the bonding that's there. When I uh, teach scuba diving, one of the things we talk about is when there is an accident, the first thing you want to do is establish physical connection with someone. The reason that is, is one, it anchors you to that person, but two, it soothes the person who's in crisis. So as we practice a technique, there's a technique in scuba diving when somebody's run out of air called buddy breathing. And in buddy breathing, you're resorting to the oxygen or the air that's in one person's tank to supply it to both people. And so when we practice it, the first thing you do is you grab hold of the other person and hold them tightly to you. So first of all, they can't get away with your hair, which is very important. But second, because it begins to create a reaction within their body. It's a biochemical reaction that helps calm them down. Then it's much easier to pass the regulator back and forth. In fact, the regulator is held by both people, which also puts both hands in contact with each other, again, establishing another place of safety and of comfort in the midst of a crisis. So now imagine this as a couple. You have a hard day at work. You come in and you need some feeling of having people on your side, and yet you know, there's nothing available from a spouse that makes it feel alienated. But what if instead you meet each other with a hug and you say, man, it's been a horrible day. I'm so glad to get a hug from you or hold your hand or kiss you or whatever. All of that creates a bond of protection between a couple. So spot number one of connection, Chad, the first level of connection we talk about is physical connection. The second level is emotional connection. So emotional connection happens in a couple of ways. One is it's by being heard, and two, it's by feeling that the person is on your side. Being heard, having your stories heard, and being able to share your stories and receive the stories between a couple, 
That's an emotional connection. So if I've had a bad day and I can sit down and talk to my wife about my bad day and she can say, wow, that's really tough. Or she can say, hey, have you thought about this after she said, wow, that's really tough. I can feel emotional connection. Or maybe I come in and say, hey, you won't believe this wonderful thing that happened. And she goes, oh, I'm so proud and so happy. She's celebrating with me. Sometimes we think emotional connection is only sharing the bad stuff or only sharing the good stuff. And in reality, it's when we share the good and the bad and the ordinary. The days when it's maybe just another day. And so maybe I come in the door and say, well, it's just been another one of those days. And my wife might say, yeah, wow, it's been another day for me. What do you want to do to make the day better? That would be an emotional connection. Or maybe it's just a sense that I know that my wife is on my side, that my spouse is on my side. And more than that, I let my spouse know that I'm on her side or I'm on my spouse's side. That's an important layer in a marital relationship, to know that you're on each other's side and that you get each other. So what often happens for couples as they get busy in life is they forget to share their days. They forget to share their stories. Or more than that, they become critical of their spouse's stories, the critical of your spouse's days. And instead of trying to uh, be supportive, you're trying to change the spouse. Instead of trying to show the spouse that you're supportive of where the spouse is going and what's going on in life, we try to make them better, right? We try to tell them what they should have done. That doesn't feel particularly supportive, Emotional connection is when you feel supported and understood and heard and that you know that the other person is willing to hear your story and that you're willing to hear their story, that there's a back and forth flow between them. When that happens, that sense of being in the same realm, the same emotional space allows you to build a stronger sense of being a we. Now, understand this, this place of connection I'm talking about is what humans do with other humans naturally. When you're sharing a story with a friend, you're connecting with your friend. You want to make sure that you're connecting with your spouse in different ways than you do with a friend, or maybe you do with a family member, another family member or a child. But again, there is something that's an extra layer to a spousal connection because you've already acknowledged that you're in this for the long run. You're in this as a team. And so what is normal for humans is amplified in marriage. It's more important. It's the place where we want to draw our most of our connection from. So the emotional connection is the capacity of sharing your story and having your spouse share their story with you and feel supported and understood. When we feel supported and understood, we feel the emotional connection. The other layer of spiritual connection is something that many couples never quite get to or they give it up early along because they didn't know that they were even doing it. Early in a relationship, couples sometimes talk about their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations. Part of it is because you want to find this person who is willing to go on that adventure of life with you. If you have great hopes and aspirations, you want to know that they're signing up for those great hopes and expectations, and you want to move towards those. 
but sometimes people in the kind of the ordinary day of life, days of life, the ordinary going to work and doing what you have to do, we forget to keep sharing those things. Sometimes we forget our dreams ourselves. The spiritual level of connection is that layer where you talk about what's most important to you, what your hopes and dreams are in life, what your beliefs are in life, what you think is most important about this life. In a marriage, it's, it's not necessary that you both share the exact same dreams or even share the same beliefs as much as you feel that the other person gets that about you. I don't know, need somebody to believe the same as I do as much as I want them to understand what I believe and being willing to accept that that's what I believe. So we want to be understood and accepted for those pieces. So spiritual connection is a piece that often is missing from relationships. They stop talking about those dreams and those hopes and those expectations and those deep beliefs of what's important and the things that most frighten them and things that most excite them. That's that layer of sharing. Sometimes that's the place that really brings a relationship to life, though. Many couples find that they have done okay with their physical connection and their emotional connection, but they deepen their relationship when they get on to talking about that spiritual connection, find them in deeper places of what's meaningful to them, of what draws them through life, and that they feel like life matters because of that level. For some couples, that's the layer that's still there when some other pieces are missing. They know that they have a common bond in their values and their beliefs, and that keeps them together. The task of marriage is to make sure that you're working on all three of those levels of connection. It's not enough to simply say, yeah, we used to do that. It's an ongoing struggle to stay connected through life. In fact, what often happens as people go through their relationship is they lose more and more track of that. So part of what happens in what I call the pause button marriage, as I talked about in the last episode, that pause button marriage is damaging because the connection is cut off. And to use my analogy again, it's the lifeblood. And when you cut off that circulation, you begin to choke off the love. You begin to choke off the feeling of being in this together. The danger is letting that go too far. And Chad, it sounds like your wife is clear, your spouse is very clear, of feeling like that hasn't been there. Your opportunity is to learn from that, to use that as a wake-up call and say, you know what, you're right, we haven't honored our relationship the way we need to, but I think we still can to work on that. Chad, my hope for you is that use this as a chance to say, I've got to figure out this connection thing. Many people do come from disconnected families. Many people come from families where their parents were not able to show them connection or maybe even model connection for them with their spouse. And so they come out not clear about what that is. Sometimes people saw it and experienced it in their, their growing up years and forgot about it in their marital years. But you can always return to that. And Chad, if your family didn't teach you that, there's some skills you need to learn, but there are places you can do that. So you've heard me talk about this. Now, Chad, what I hope you'll do is take the next step 
and grab my Save the Marriage system. You can find that by going to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Or if you want to read more about what I mean by those three layers of connection, check out my book, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps, because one of those steps is connection. And I go in depth in that book talking about those three areas of physical, emotional, and spiritual connection. And you can find that by going to savethemarriage.com slash book. That's savethemarriage.com slash book. That's B-O-O-K. And you'll find the link to uh, my uh, bestseller, uh, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps. Okay, so Chad, thank you for your question. Now, for those who are not Chad, it's your turn. Do you have questions? Do you want to talk some more about these pieces? If you've got a question that you think would be important for lots of people to hear about, just send it to me by sending me an email at podcast at savethemarriage.com, podcast at savethemarriage.com. Just put in the subject line, question. And if it's one that I'll choose, I'll cover it in a future episode of the Save the Marriage podcast. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.